So here's what I was taught. Um, you need to have the faith like Abraham. Anybody taught that? Not realizing that he was a type and shadow of the one real father and son that was going to give up his son. And by the faith of that father, the whole world will be blessed. So the church somehow puts it back on you to have enough faith like the faith of Abraham. And weren't you taught that? And so would you give up your only son? And I remember that's the kind of faith you have to have. Well, immediately that puts doubt in most of you, if you're really honest. I'm like, man, I, I hope I would. And then we try praying in tongues to somehow generate that faith or get in the word more or do all this stuff more, 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 more. Somehow, and then eventually, it just eludes us. And the whole time, the whole story was about there's going to be a faithful father and son that's going to, the whole world is going to be blessed out of his faithfulness. Now, all those promises are yes and amen, and they're sure. So when we go, Lord, I don't have enough faith, what he wants us to do is go, I can fall back on the assurance because you had enough faith that now everything is yes, whether I have it or not. Does that make sense to you guys? And that's why he's saying when you fall back on his faith and realize that everything's already been done. When Jesus said it's finished, he meant it was finished. Does that help you guys? See, that's a loving father I can trust. That Lord, even when I don't know how to pray. See, I was even taught Romans 8 was me praying in the spirit. And all the different things that go through the Greek, like you're helping Jesus pray. It doesn't even say that. It says Romans 8, he is our intercessor. Doesn't it say that? And so when we don't even know how to pray, it's more refreshing to me to go, wait a minute, I need to remind myself that he prays for me. His, his spirit himself prays for me with the things I don't even say, and I can rest in that. Go, Lord, I'm going to go to sleep because your word assures me that even when I sleep, you give to your beloved. So we may even Romans 8 about us, like praying in the spirit. No, he goes, I want you to rest and know that there's an intercessor that knows every feeling, everything you have that's praying for you before you even ask, he's already prayed for you. Isn't that beautiful? I have no problem with you praying in the spirit, but that verse is not about that. I'm sorry. It's about him praying for you with groans you don't even know. Does that help you guys? Because it says before the foundation of the world, he saved you. Woo! That'll get you thrown out of an evangelical meeting, but that's true. <laughs> Does that help you guys? So here's what I want you to understand is I think even subtly we go, it's somehow what we do to get blessed. And we make it little things like get into the word more. You guys heard that? What did you just say? What did you tell me before? Go. Everything worked until you were taught that, right? Because when, see, here's the thing. If you have to do something more, what does that signify? That you're lacking something. And, and guys, the gospel is so stinking good that it, it's, it's scandalous. It really is. It's like if you teach it right, it, you're going to be accused of blasphemy and licensed to sin. Yet until you have a license to sin, you're not free. When it says you are free, it says you are free from the law of sin and death. You're free. How free are you? You're free. When you know how much he loves you, you know, what's, you know what this, this paradox that the church does not understand? When they truly know how loved they are, they're not going to run out. And you, this whole license thing is just nonsense. That's just, that's just nonsense to me. You don't give him a license to sin. He goes, you've been free from it. It doesn't exist. That's what he's trying to say. When God saw John the Baptist, when Jesus sees John the Baptist, he says, behold, that's the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Now, the church has been trying to bring it back to you for 2,000 years, but it was taken away. The reality is you're in him, completely sinless, blameless, 
Everything, loved. So the, the title of this thing is Blessing's a Done Deal because I think subtly we're still trying to think it's our faith, it's our prayer, it's our getting the word more, it's our praying in tongues more that we're blessed. And he goes, no, that's your starting place. From the foundation of the world, I already saved you before the first Adam even fell. That's just this mystery of time that he goes, you were saved before you even fell in Adam. It says, before the foundation of the world, you were in him, chosen by him. Now, does the, world, does the world understand that? Does that mean we don't go share the, the good news? No, he wants us to share the good news. He doesn't want us to share religion. Does that make sense? So blessing is a done deal. You're blessed. You're complete in Christ. So I'm just going to go through a couple of these scriptures and then read out of the mirror. Um, so I want you to understand that you are a human being, not a human doing. Where you're supposed to be starting is, uh, um, I can be prosperous because I am prosperous. That's what a human being is. Does that make sense? I, I will have success in my business because he made me successful. I start from the position of finished. Does that help you guys? I don't start from the position that my prayer, my reading, my prayer, anything else does it. That was just a reality to me that I already have it. I have the title deed is what it says. Does that, does that make sense to you guys? So it's nothing you're lacking, you're complete. Are you blessed? Let's read some scriptures that says this. So Ephesians 1, 3, now I'm going to read out the, the, the mirror a little bit. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has blessed us? What does that sound like? With how many blessings? The whole stinking caboodle, right? There's nothing lacking. He's blessed you with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Where? How? Because you got into the word more. A lot of times that'll screw you up. That's what we were talking about. If you're reading the scripture from a perception of, I need to go find what I'm lacking, and somehow there might be something in there that I'm not doing or don't know about, you're missing the whole thing, in my opinion. Because the whole thing says, Jesus, he goes, if you've seen me, you've seen the message of God. And I came and blessed everybody that asked for anything. Never held one requirement up against any of them. Go look at it closely. The only time he goes, hey, listen, uh, you're going to lack something if you think it's about your deal. Peter, if you don't let me serve you, then you're not going to partake of me. Because Peter thought he was going to go serve him. Does that make sense? He goes, listen, Peter, you're missing the whole thing. I was the servant that the whole old covenant's talking about. You, there's no servanthood in the new covenant. You're a son, full rights. You inherit the whole thing. So you've been blessed. It's past tense. Just as he chose us in him, who, who made the choice? No, it was when you were 13, you gave your faith. Sorry. Maybe. Can we try this one? Hello. There we go. Um, yeah. Technology is great, except it usually doesn't work. Um, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places? Just as who did the choosing here? He chose us. Amen. That's why it says uh, the whole covenant is always this. Breaking down, breaking down. Hey, they started with a lot, and it always comes to a few. Hey, you had this many people? No, it's going to be this many. It was always this paring down. All of it was a type and shadow of Christ. He goes, listen, the whole thing's going to be about one man's choice. And by his choice and his faithfulness, every one of you are blessed. You get this? So you were chosen before you even know, before you even gave your little confession deal. Isn't that what it says? It says, just as he chose us when you were 13 at your Lutheran Bible camp. Isn't that what you believe, though? Somehow, when you go repeat after me, the Spirit sealed you, and now you got everything. Yet I didn't have that experience. I was like, if that's salvation, I'm surely lacking something. Right? 
No, no, if the, the devil's trying to just accuse you that you're not, a, no, there's some truth in that. The, the reality is he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Everything's about him and his choice about us. That, that's, that's what that's saying. Does that make sense? So the reality is he chose you. Now our job as new covenant ministers to go, let me tell you this radically good news about what's already true about you. And now faith is a gift and you go, oh, I can accept a God like that. God loves me that much. It's the most natural thing to go, I can, I can serve a God like that. Does that make sense to you guys? That's why the world has trouble with Christianity. Barbara and I were just talking. Man, sorry. I Just, gosh, most of these ministers just drive me batty because I'm like, you self-righteous turd, man. It's like, that's not, what are you doing? Sorry about the farm talk, but I grew up in Iowa. So I just, it makes my skin crawl, honestly, when I listen to these guys now because I'm like, well, you know, you can't. They put yabots on everything. Yeah, but. I'm like, no, yeah, but it's, man, the kingdom is, the whole thing's yours. In Christ, before the foundation of the world, before you made a confession of faith, it was already true. Now, homologio is just going, I agree with what he's already done to me, and now I can experience it. Now, does the whole world know that? No, that's why we need to go share the gospel with them, so they can start, it becomes real to them. But when I read scripture now, I'm just like, he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. So before the foundation of the world, did Adam fall after the foundation of the world? I was already in him. What a weird deal. Does that make sense? So before the foundation of the world, I was already in him. Why? So that we could be holy and without blame before him in love. He goes, I hate this thing that my kids are going to feel guilty. So I'm going to, I'm going to, before Adam even falls, I'm going to redeem them in me so they can be holy in, in this loving family for the rest of their lives. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Verse 5. Having predestined us to the adoption as sons, How? by Jesus Christ to himself. Amen? According to the good pleasure of his will. It was all his plan and idea. So he predestined us to the adoption. Literally, that word adoption is he placed us as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted. That English word accepted, too, is karito, or the, the the, uh, the root word Greek is charis, is grace, right? I see, a lot of, I see a lot of grace preachers that don't know one thing about grace, to be honest with you. It's grace plus. Grace plus your effort. Grace plus balance. Does that make sense? No, it's full on, man. Doesn't it say that? To the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us. Who, who did the making here? Anybody reading English like me? What's my deal in this? To accept to go, holy smokes, that's the truth about me? What an amazing deal. But no, Lord, I didn't pray, and I didn't read my devotional today, and I didn't do this today, and I didn't do this today, I didn't tithe. No, you missed the whole stinking thing. Before, it was his idea. So you could be radically blessed your whole life. And that carito, it's perfect passive. Anybody know what passive means? It happened to me. I didn't do it. See, what they were saying is, hey, you know what? If it was your faith that saved you, then stop saying Jesus is your Savior. Man, that hit me like a ton of bricks. So I started reading all these scriptures differently and going, Holy smokes. It was he chose us before the foundation. All we're supposed to tell him is it's amazingly good news that because Jesus died and rose again, he rose because we've been justified. We've been justified. Now it's just going, hey, Lisa, you're justified. Yeah, but I didn't do this. No, that's why it's so amazingly good. It's not your doing anymore. He made us. And perfect means, what, what, if, if somebody tells you something's perfect, what does it mean to you? Perfect. Yeah, but, 
balance this thing. Let's balance this good news out. Does that make sense? It can't be that stinking good. There's got to be something you must do. I hate it. I hate it. It's he made us highly favored. He made us. It happened to me 2,000 years ago. Before the foundation of the world, it happened to me. My job is to tell you what already is true about you. I'm going to read out of this mirror Bible, but Francois Dutrois wrote it. It's so good. And he, he, made something that, he said something that made sense to me. He goes, let's say gold was in your backyard your whole life, right? The minute you accepted it, did it make it gold? Was it always gold? See, that made sense to me. I was like, that was always the truth about my life. I just came to, I caught up to what Jesus did. By me, by me saying those things didn't make it real. The truth was it was real, and I just finally caught up to it. Before the foundation of the world, he chose us in him. Whoa. See, can't the world accept a God like that? I love that, man. Now, does that mean everybody's saved and experiencing it? No, that's why we got to go tell them. But most of the time, they think it was their little deal that they said something. They didn't feel anything different. They didn't. And so they go, well, the reason it's not happening, Vicky, is because you don't have enough faith. No, the reason it's not happening is because nobody's telling them what happened. It wasn't you doing it. It's, he did it to you. It's perfect, and it's passive, nothing to add. You are highly favored in the beloved. Is that what, so, so what does that mean? Let's be a human being versus a human doing. So we wake up in the morning and go, it's not my skill set. It's not all of that that I'm blessed. I am blessed, so I'm going to act blessed and feel blessed. I'm going, Lord, I'm blessed today. Well, who did it? He did it. He made us perfectly. There's nothing I can add or subtract to it. If it's perfect, it's perfect. So here's a scandalous truth. If you sin, does he withhold the blessing? No, because it's perfect tense. He can't. Does that make sense? <clears throat> I know. I'm, geez, my emails are coming, man. God, the evangelicals and charismatics love a mean God. They love him. Angry bird is exactly right. They, they love it. And I just like, I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I'm like, I just want this amazing joy of what he's already freely given us. He's freely given us his health. He's freely given us his, his righteousness. He's freely given us his provision. Everything's free so that our joy may be full. Amen? Does that make sense to you guys? So me praying about it didn't make it reality. I just came into agreement that, yes, Lord, this is what you already do, and it's to remind me that I could trust him because he did it. Does this make any sense to you? So, all right. I don't remember which slide I put on here because I was all excited. Um, and I can't advance it. There we go. All right. So Christ did not come to give us a new set of rules. But the church teaches that a new set of rules. He is not an example. This mm, He is not an example for us. I, okay, be honest. Whoever had a what would Jesus do bracelet? You self-righteous little turds. Right? What would Jesus do? A lot of things you could never do. <laughs> Does that make sense? You can't die for your own sins. Yeah, exactly. They started feeling guilty because they all of a sudden they start doing something that Jesus wouldn't do. Would Jesus do that? No, I'm going to take that off. Exactly right. <laughs> oh, no, it's not that. It's no, what? No, no. It's what did he already say about us? That's what I really want. Does that make sense? It's what did he already say is already true about us. What he's trying to say is when Jesus said it's finished, he actually thought he finished it. He actually thought it's a done deal. You're unified with Christ. We have communion. Now we're one with Jesus Christ again, fully blessed as him. So he didn't come as an example for us to follow. He came as us. That's a trip if you understand that. We're in him. So he was demonstrating this is how your life is going to be from now on. Heaven and earth have been reconciled in a man. 
You are the temple of God. There's no distance. There never was. It was just in your mind that there was a distance. I died for you to show you this, and I even rose again to show you that sin's over. That sin program's over. He rose because you've been justified. Doesn't it say, it says, once you get your heart cleansed, you should have no more consciousness of sin? No more. No more. And I know we're mildly retarded most of the time, so we give it back to us all the time. But he goes, I want you to have a consciousness there's no more. How many times have you heard that in church outside of this one? I never have. But I'm reading it. I go, once, once my heart, not me, God was fine with the whole gig. The whole time, these were his kids. It was my heart that needed to be cleansed. I should have no more consciousness of missing the mark, is literally what sin means. I had this amazing, loving family, um, and then you ate this stupid apple, and you thought it was about your works. It's never been about your works. It's always about my love for you. So I had to prove it to you. God so loved the world, he what? Gave you the Ten Commandments and told you to get your act together and shape up. That's what the church teaches. They try, they try show people the Ten Commandments to, to fear them into getting saved. Don't they? Man, I got the stupid cube. Look at this. Here, did you ever do this? Just get to the end. Is there one that says I did them all? Because I probably did. Yes, I did that. Yes, I did that. That's not even what the gospel is. It says we're supposed to share people as if that never existed. The, God, the message of reconciliation. I'm just reading this thing. Follow me? Which is the message of God about my life is what it says. So anyway, he, didn't, he came not as an example for us, but of us. He's showing us what a, what a heaven and earth, a, a man, a, again, is we've got spiritual and we've got physical. Follow me? And you are the temple now where God meets man. That's what, that's, to a Jew, where if you said heaven and earth, they thought it was the temple. They thought it was a picture of the temple, right? Reg, you got a great handle on that, that the temple was always where God met man, and I was trying to go, those old covenant were just types and shadows where I really wanted to meet man is back in a man. Follow me? But we had this guilty conscience, so we ran away. See, I want to go, I want you to trust Jesus so much that you go, this is already a done deal. Does that make sense to you guys? All right, so Christ did not come, he, he's, he's an example of us. We're in him. We're, he's a, we're a joint heir of him. So whatever he was, he's, we're him. Does that make sense to you guys? That was crazy. He's showing us what is already true about us in Christ. He's going, listen, I, this is the message of God. This is the true word about you. That's why it says the spirit himself, when we look at him, it says that spirit changes us into the same image as if in a mirror. So I want you to understand this. See, the law was like a mirror. It's a type and shadow. But the law was a, a, a type where it shows you, you get your cube out. How many of you ever had one of those cubes? The sad part is I paid for it. It was really bad. You know, not only, I paid to go show somebody that they're a sinner. I'm like, they got this one covered. They already know that. What the world needs to know that they're cleansed, despite them. Follow me? So I, I paid good money for a stupid cube to show people they're a sinner. I'm like, I just thought they knew what they were doing. Big church, and right? So what he's really saying is the old covenant was a mirror to prove to you that you're a sinner. But we're not supposed to people show those stones. How many, how many stones... Did Jesus, the Father, write on? How many times did he write the Ten Commandments? Twice. The first time, man said, we can do this on our own. He comes down. What happened? Broke the first one. The law was given so to prove to man that sin would increase. It's to show you that it would increase. So if you want a revival of sin, tell them to shape up. That Jesus isn't happy of them. Right? 
And then the, then the ministry, the pastors, the, the, the church people can't figure out why their kids are rebellious. I'm like, I can tell you. You're giving them the law every week. You're showing them how bad they are versus the good news, right? And we understand this. Like, if there's a kid that doesn't have a father figure in his life and there's gangs that unconditionally love him, where do they go? There. Parents are just hyping on them. Like, do this. Don't do that. Do this. <laughs> I know me. How do I know all this? Because I was live. I did all this stuff. I'm like, the heck with that. I'm out, man, right? I'm out of this religious game. If somebody would have told me this, you mean, I, I pray for people and they heal? That's hot. Yeah, but I'm, I'm me. No, that's the good news. He chose you in him. You're one with him now. When you pray, you're just a branch. When you pray, his supernatural faith goes through you. Hallelujah. That's cool to me. Follow me? You mean, even though that I'm me, he's still going to be blessed me as if I'm Jesus? Oh, that's awesome. This God's... This God's amazing to me. See, I can accept that. Does that make sense? I go, and that's what it says. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. What does the next few verses say? I didn't want to condemn the world. The whole reason I came was not to give you the law, was to give you my life, to show you that you're one with me again. Does that make sense? Go read it. He never came to condemn anybody. So Ephesians 1.10, I'm going to read this a little bit more. In the economy of the fullness of time, everything culminates in Christ. How, in everything, how much is everything? I just like to do this to like, because God's not a gray guy, you know. Like we 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 teach all this weirdness of balance and this and that. He's full on. If you ever read scripture, all the time, everything, all um, fully uh, perfect tense. Everything's to, like this is who you are. Does that make sense to you guys? It says um, anyway. In the economy of the fullness of time, everything. What what's the fullness of time? Everything. Yes. They, they, nothing exists outside of him. Everything's held together by him is what it says. And, and so in the fullness of time, that's really just trying to give you this idea that um, everything's held together by him and it's culminated back into him. Christ was, God was in Christ reconciling everything and everybody into him. Now we need to go share that message that sin program's over. You're in him. You're blessed. Why? Because he did it 2,000 years ago. Actually, that's not even true. That was just the culmination of the visual. It was already true before the foundation of the world is what it says. Does it not say that? Didn't I read that? He chose us in him before the foundation of the world so we would be holy, blameless, and blessed before the whole thing even started. So it didn't happen when I was 13. I just kind of caught up to it. Does that make sense? Does that help you guys? All. What do you think all means if you go look it up in the Greek? It means all. Everything means everything I looked <laughs> <laughs> the church, I promise you, will give you a yabba, but it's not. It's all. All that is in heaven and all that is in earth is reconciled to him. I want to I read. Uh, I'm going to go to one verse and we'll be done. A Yankees game tonight, guys, so get you out of here. All right, I'm going to go to Ephesians 2.10. We are engineered by his design. We're engineered by his design. So what was his design? It says the message of God is, is who? The word of God is Jesus Christ, right? So he's our design. That's who, that was, he, was, he came as us. Gosh, that took me a while to get my hands on when I started reading this. I was like, he wasn't our example. He was us. Holy smokes, because the whole world's been reconciled to him. That's amazing. His death was my death. His baptism was my baptism. His anointing was my anointing. His blessing was my blessing. If the first Adam was powerful enough to make us all sin, the last Adam was powerful enough to make me a joint heir with him. 
You guys get it? All right. We are his workmanship. I skipped a verse. He molded and manufactured us in him. So when we look at him, what, the, what Scripture says is when we look at him, when we realize that it's if as I'm in a mirror, so when I look at Jesus, I go, what's true about Jesus? Then I can start going, God's really just trying to show me who I am. That's always been my identity. That's always been who I am. I'm not this slave trying to go work. I've always been a son. And now he's just reintroducing me to myself. Does that make sense to you guys? We are his workmanship, his poetry. He molded and manufactured us in Christ. We are fully fit to do good, equipped to give attractive evidence of his likeness in everything we do. Now let me just read this out of this. Uh, I'm going to read this, a couple things out of this Mirror Bible and this Mirror Translation, and I'm done. Oh, it's so good, man. You guys are getting anything out of this? Oh, thank you, Lord, man. Let me read Ephesians 1.10 a minute. It says, in the economy of the fullness of time, Everything culminates in Christ. If there's a culmination, what does that mean? It, everything came together, right? All that is in heaven and all that is in earth. So, um, and the other scripture says things that are in heaven, things that are earth, and things that are below the earth, everything's been reconciled. That's weird, isn't it? All that is in heaven, all that is in earth is reconciled in him. This is how we fit into God's picture. Christ is the measure of our portion. What's your portion? Christ. He's showing you what you already inherited, what you already have. So, guys, when you start just getting your arms wrapped around that, that's why he said, listen, um, if you go read Psalm 37, 4 and 5, it says, he will give you the desire of whose heart? Your heart. Reg, we were laughing about this last week. So I'm a dad, and dads, moms, grandparents, you understand this. We, we can tell, don't, don't we look at our kids and they go, man, they, they, they're on to this. They like this thing. This is what makes them tick. They get joy when they do this. You know what I'm talking about? The church has taught this. You better be obedient. Go back to where God last, you last heard him. And so they think, they think they're hearing this thing um, that, uh, am I listening to you, Lord? Am I going over here? Am I going over here? Where am I? And if something's not working quite right, they think that they didn't hear God. But God doesn't say that. He's going, Justin, here's the deal. See, that's because we haven't been teaching assurance ever. We're teaching anything but assurance. Well, you better hear God because the provision moves. I'm like, no, it doesn't. It's in Christ and it's immovable. I just taught your provision moves. Where? It says it's perfect tense. Right? Those are just religious nonsense teachings out of the old covenant, not realizing it's a type and shadow of the reality is Jesus. In Jesus, nothing moved. You always have it, whether you heard him or didn't hear him. Doesn't that give you more assurance? So it's like a dad. If I go, hey, Solomon, this is what I really want you to do, and I see parents do this all the time. You better be obedient to me. He's like, but dad, I don't want to be an engineer. So I say I want him to be an engineer, right? I don't want to be an engineer. Be obedient. That's how we treat God. You better listen to him and be obedient. Yet scripture says, I will give you the desire of your heart. Just pick one. Where do you want to go? Lord, am I hearing you right? Sure, I'll bless you over here. No, what? I don't know. Did I hear you right? No. I, uh, let's go over here and do this. Perfect. Let's do that. No, because this pastor just told me I have to be sure in 10 steps to hear him. I don't know if I'm hearing you right. Everything's about unassurance, and the whole scripture is about assurance. Dude, whatever you put your hand to, she'll prosper. Because that was true about Jesus. That's true about you. You're a joint heir. Does that make sense to you? So he's just waiting for you. 
And you and your, you and your bride are getting the, in arguments going, did you hear God? Did you pray and fast to hear him? No, I ate a hot dog and watched the game because it's perfect passive tense. I can't screw this stupid thing up. It's a beautiful thing. Right? <laughs> oh, it's so good. You guys understand how this is so good. So you should have assurance. So he's going, listen, I'll, you can't miss me. What do you like? I will give you the assurance. I will give you the desire of your heart. And then he goes, once you pick something, go read it. Commit it to me. Trust in me. What's the next verse? I will do it. He will do it. Through us. That excites me. So I wake up in the morning and go, it's me again. <laughs> right? I know it's a tough job, Lord, but you can do everything. So I know it's, it's I get it. I get it. I get all that. I listened to all the pastors. I, I turned off the TV after a while because I got unsure. But I can be sure in him. I didn't pray enough. I didn't fast enough. I didn't read my Bible today. I didn't do anything today. But it is perfect passive tense. I am blessed in him. Full on. Does that make sense? In fact, I was on, the, I was on a, a business call a couple days ago to these prominent guys in their church in Portland. And uh, so I could tell I'm sharing this stuff. And then finally I was like, wait, 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 just stop. Have you ever heard the gospel? Yeah, I'm an elder. That means Jack. I'm the pastor of the church. That really means Jack. Does that make sense? I'm just, I, that is the blind leading the blind. The, the, the Pharisees knew the Bible by heart. And he goes, you're blind. I know they don't like that. Does that make sense? So if I ever act like I, <laughs> that is not what I'm trying to say. I go, thank you, Lord, that in him I can see. I can see what the truth is about my life. Follow me? So I just shared with him. I go, here's the deal. God was in, listen, you're a joint heir of Jesus Christ despite you. And there's, the curse has been removed. Generational curse has been removed. You don't need to pray over this thing and get a portal. He lives in you. He, he, you don't even need to yell Jesus at the end. That's not what that means. He loves you perfectly. He's a good, good father. And all he's going to do is bless you as if you're Jesus himself. He go, we've never gone to him as an Abba father. He go, scripture now says we don't have a spirit of fear of that he's going to be mad or not withhold any blessing or any. Oh, here's another one. And I told him this. Is I go, um, God's only give you what he can trust you with. The biggest pastors in the world teach that. Don't they do it? What does that immediately put on you? Well, if I don't have it, he must not trust me with it yet. That, see, I, there's no ambiguity in Scripture to me. I don't see that. He said the only thing he did was he gave you the law until you realized you, the, full, the culmination was in Christ. Now there's no law. He goes, now Jesus is the reality of your life. The law was just given because to show you that you couldn't do it and you needed a Savior. But once you have a Savior, how much are you a joint heir of? The whole thing, right now. Does that make sense? And they try, does that help? I know, man, I'm stepping on toes again because people love to do that. They love to go, I'm a little more successful than you, and I don't do that sin, so he's, he's not going to give you that, Sue Lynn, until he can trust you with it. I'm not pointing on you. I just, you, I caught, you caught me out of the corner of my eye. I said, sorry. I don't, I don't want anybody. I'm going to look right there where there's no person because I wasn't, uh, does that make sense? He trusts you with the whole stinking thing before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah, man. Isn't that beautiful? See, when I know that, guess what? Now I'm in awe. I was like, oh, God, Lord, I don't have all these weird, lustful things to go get something because I already own it all. 
Does that make sense? Isn't that wild? You want to you you spin somebody through the roof, a religious guy? Ask him, ask him uh, when David committed adultery with Bathsheba, what was God's answer? Was he mad at him? He <laughs> said, if you wanted another wife, you should just ask me one. I've given you one. They don't know what to do with that one. But anyway. <laughs> no, I'm not advocating that. I'm just showing you how this crazy thing in Scripture is that it's your desire I'm going to fulfill. Does that, does that make sense? And when you know you're fully loved, you won't have the weird desires as religious people. It says the works of the law will be obvious. So that's why when Christian, I'm a Christian, I go, man, my, my, my antennas of weariness go up. That's the guy I don't trust around my wife. Because the works of the law, when they think it's based on their behavior, what does it actually do? The works of the law are obvious. Anger, strife, murder, adultery. So when they think they're, they're they, when they don't know they're perfectly loved and sinless because of the act of one man, they go do it. It brings death. Exactly right. Exactly. Yeah, the child had to die. So it's all types and shadows. So I'm not telling you to go get another wife. Does that make sense? Like I heard Mike say that. I go, no. But when, it, it, what it's showing them is their religious teaching breaks down like that. Because it's not about your behavior. It was about the behavior of one man that redeemed the whole world. Does that help you guys? Okay. So we are his workmanship, his poetry. All right. So. This is how we fit into God's picture. Christ is the measure of our portion. We are in him, invented and defined in him. God's blueprint and intention is on the exhibition in us. So what, what, Jesus, what, would, what, could Jesus, what would Jesus do? He did the whole thing to reconcile us back to him so now we can just do everything he did. Does that make sense to you guys? He's a demonstration of our life. Is really everything he accomplishes is inspired by the energy and intent of his affection. Now let me go to Ephesians 2.10 and we'll be done. I want to read this out. This is so good, man. Oh, 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 oh. Next, I'm going to start in Ephesians 2 8. Your, <laughs> your salvation is not a reward for good behavior. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. What does that mean? It's no steps, it's no formula, it's the perfection in Jesus Christ, perfect passive tense. Now, do I believe, let's say you're in a business and they go, hey, these are some basic business skills you're going to go do? Yes, but I don't depend on my success if I do those or not. I, I depend on the success. I go, whatever I put my hand to shall prosper because I'm a joint heir of Jesus Christ. And that's, that was what's true about him. So that's what's true about me. And that'll get me inspired to go do. But if I'm starting from the position that if I do these things, I'll be successful, more often than not, you're going to get disappointed. Does that make sense? Because what if you didn't do that much that day? How do you feel? Well, this must not be true because I didn't do enough. Follow me? No, you have been blessed before the foundation of the world in him. Now, that should inspire you to go do. Now, what it should not do is make you guilty if you didn't do it. Because the truth is, it's still true about you. Does that make sense? It's not about your diligence. It's not about your behavior. It's not about any of that. It's about his behavior, his obedience. Now I can participate in what he's already done for me just out of this reality that I'm, I'm married to this guy who is perfect. And he wants to give me everything, so I'm joyful. Hallelujah. Ladies, isn't that cool? Don't judge us that way because we're not that cool, but that's what he's trying to show you, all right? Your salvation is not a reward for good behavior. It is a grace thing from start to finish. You had no hand in it. When he says you had no hand, how much hand did you have? None. Even the gift to believe simply reflects his faith. By grace you are saved. Saved by the gift of faith. Who's, who's faith? The type and shadow of who's faith? By the faith of Jesus Christ. When I step into this river Jordan, all sin is moved back to a city called Adam. And the minute I walked out, the Holy Spirit descended on me. 
that's a type and shadow. Jesus fulfilled it. So, saved by the gift of faith. Grace, a gift of faith. So faith, that's what they were saying. When you, when you know you can trust in his faithfulness, now it becomes a gift. You mean, he, he was the guy that, he was Abraham and the, the son. He has us a picture of the father and the son that he wanted to redeem the whole world. It says, by this man's faith, the whole world's going to be blessed. It was a picture of, obviously, Jesus Christ. Yet the word of faith made it about yours. Now you be like Abraham. I can't, because I might have doubt if I'm going to give up my son for a sinner. Does that make sense? I might have doubt I'm going to give up my son for a child molester. That means nothing. But he didn't have any doubt. Does that make sense? If you're going to try to be like Abraham, you've got to go the whole way. You've got to take the most vile, in our minds, human beings in maximum security prison. I go, I want you to die for them because they're no better than you. We're not. That's a type and shadow of Jesus Christ. All right? So. Verse 9, if this could be accomplished through any action of yours, then there would be a grounds for boasting. Verse 10, we are engineered by his design. He molded and manufactured us in Christ. We are wor- his workmanship, his works, his poetry. God finds inspired expiration of Christ in us. We are fully fit to do good. How fit are you to do good? No, it's only when he can trust you. Would you like to put those things in there? Because that's all the stuff I was learned, right? Well, I might, he might not trust me yet, Lord. Because, no, you're fully fit, is what it says. You're fully fit. We are fully fit to do good, equipped to give attractive evidence of his likeness in us and everything we do. And then he put a, a paraphrase here. He said, God has done everything possible to find spontaneous and effortless expression of his character in us in everyday lifestyle. The word, I don't even know how to say it, it's proteomazo, translation, translates a notion that God has prepared a highway for us to lead us out like kings, just like an oriental custom where people would go before the king to level the roads to make it possible for the king to journey with ease and comfort. So this is, what he's trying to give you is a mental picture. This is Paul. You guys understand this, right? This is after the cross, and Paul's trying to share him. Listen, Jesus went before you, and now any, you are supernaturally blessed. You, you carry his healing you carry his anointing, you carry his blessing, you carry everything. And as if an oriental custom, like this, this, these servants went out before the king to level all the paths, so it's just a effortless walk in life. Isn't that hot? I wanted to title this, Go Big or Go Home, Man. It's either all Christ or nothing. Does that make sense? Remember where you came from. What, what was the rock that we were cut from? We were created in his image at the very beginning, right? Did that ever change in his eyes? No. It changed in our eyes. We separated ourselves from God. He goes, I need to go prove to my kids that I always loved them. I never changed. I never kept any record of wrong because I can't. It's not that God loves people because now it might be, well, maybe does he love me or doesn't he love me, right? What does it say? God is love. He can't do anything other than love somebody because that's who he is. It's not, so that's what I want to show you. You are a, a, you're in him. You can't do anything but him. Does that make sense to anybody? So we're just walking around like, hey, God has prepared a highway for us to lead us out like kings. Doesn't he say like you are kings and priests in him? Represent me to the whole world. Did he ever tell people to stop doing something? We get confused by Paul's teachings because Paul, if you go read his writings, he always starts out with, let's just use Corinthians because, you know, 
or Ephesus, doesn't really matter. These guys were vile, man. We're, we're looking at this stuff going, God, it's gotten so worse because we took the Ten Commandments out of school. It's like, no, we stopped preaching the stupid gospel is what happened. It had nothing to do with that. Does that make sense? It really hasn't. It's just nobody's been hearing the gospel because that never changed anything. Follow me? So what, what changed was is we don't know we're in him, fully blessed, fully forgiven. There's no, sin programs over. It's an old covenant idea. You never fell from, you fell from grace. I never made you fall from grace. I came after you. And if you go read it, it says, listen, this was his idea to bring us back into his fold for our conscience, not his. He never had a bad conscience about this because he always loved us. And he never kept any record of wrong. Because he doesn't change. I know it's like a broken record, but I'm trying to get this in you. Because most of you guys have 20, 30, 40, 50 years of God's mad and he's pissed and you're better and that guy's going to hell. And you boast in that because at 13 you said something. You repeated after some guy. Does that make sense? That is not the gospel. The gospel is God was in Christ reconciling you back to him as if it never happened. Woo! Does this help? All right, get to your feet. So I'm done. I went a little bit over. Sorry. But does this help you guys? Does it stir up some religious bones in you? <laughs> it did me. When I started reading scripture, like, whoa. That's, that's different than I've been taught my whole life, but I'm just reading it as it is. You got something, Reg? Yeah, come on up. You know Reg? Is it a song? Back in Lukenbach, Texas. Oh. <laughs> some other, no, I don't. Some other time. Whatever you want no, to I want to. I just going to be quick. You don't okay. believe. No, God just wanted to confirm what you were saying. And he dropped in my spirit. He said, how many of you heard, maybe even Billy Graham said this, he said, I read the back of the book and we win. Close, but no cigar. I read the back of the book and we have already won. We're not waiting for the end. It happened in the beginning. <laughs> that is what it says. Listen. We, we, there's no perfect love casts out any fear of judgment and the United States is going to be judged where there's Babylon. Stop. He was the good news that the whole world was waiting to culminate and it happened. Does that make sense? That's what you're sharing, right? Oh, thank you, Lord. The truth is you're in Christ, reconciled to him as if it never happened. Before the foundation of the world is when that happened. Hallelujah, man. Now that takes away a lot of people's missions, takes away their good works. <laughs> I saved this many people. You did, Jack. You shared what was already true about them. Does that make sense to you guys? Because they put it as a badge of honor. It says we can do nothing without him. And we're just this branch, and he produces the fruit through us. And if we share the good news, the good news. So, hey, listen, the blessing's a done deal. Does that make sense to you guys? And the most difficult thing, I get it because... I do this every day. I'm not trying to get up here like I have this supernatural faith or by any means. Bro, we were just talking about that, right? We're in my living room, and, and, uh, and he's like, did you have doubt? Every day. Every day. So when I wake up and go, wait a minute, let me renew my mind to the truth about that. He's going to bless me, pray for me, intercede for me, favor me. When, when I don't have any faith, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself because he is faith. So if it, is it back on my faith then? No, it's, it's, so here's what he's doing. It's, he's given, he goes, listen, you, I'll give you the desire of your heart. Pick something and let's go design. Let's go do something fun in life. I don't care what it is. Let's just go. Follow me? None of this hearing, did I hear you right? 
No, he, he designed you. He knows what you already love, and he's kind of like nudging you there already. Like, you already love this. You, you could do this eight, ten hours a day. And you know what? I, I, I think almost only kind of, any kind of labor, if you knew that, it's not about me. It's about I better stand up. <laughs> Sorry. But I remind myself that I go, it's not about my doubt or not. It's about his perfect faithfulness, so I can be assured that this is going to happen despite me. That's trust. Does that make sense? So, what if you don't trust perfectly? Does his favor blessing change? No, what an amazing gospel. It's, what, it's not about you, but the church for 2,000, it's your faith, it's your this, it's your, get, these guys that are in, in, in Portland, I go, what, what do you do? Well, I do this, but I probably don't do it enough. It's immediately what comes to mind, Right? I know I should get in the board more. I said, yeah, I'm going I'm to throw a little weirdo at you. Don't pick up that stupid thing for three months and see how God blesses you. Just enjoy him. Well, how am I going to know what's in it? You don't know what's in it. You've been reading it for 20 years, so stop. You, you can't get any worse than you already are. Isn't that truth? Because they, it's just like the Jews. They go, listen, you study this thing day and night, and you brag about it with your your." women's group the truth is you're, the, the picture of you is Christ You've, he's already done everything when you start getting a hold of that truth man now you understand what that whole thing is because Jesus said listen you Jews know everything you, you cast stones at these people instead of taking your 8 by 8 out of your own eyeball I don't do that the guys who put that on there I, I throw back the, the the laminate beam right? right Stephen? But to the sinner, he goes, man, you're, you're, you're in me. I didn't come to condemn you. I can, I'm you. I died for you because I love you that much. Does that help you guys? So the blessing's a done deal. I want you to wake up and just start creating. Just going, you know what? I'm blessed in Jesus' magnificent name. Whatever I put my hand to shall prosper. And this is what I want to do in my life. And I'm telling you, if you, 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 you start living like that and don't have this consciousness of nonsense, I didn't do this enough, I didn't do that enough, you will prosper. You will just start to have joy. It will just start to be who you are. Does that make sense? If you, hey, listen, your prayer for healing didn't heal you. It was part of the atonement. It happened 2,000 years ago. You're just coming into reality of it. That, man, I don't have to be this way. I'm healed. I don't know how to be healed. Perfect. Go, I don't know how to be healed. Lord, heal me. And know that his faithfulness will do it. Right? And if you need an operation, for God's sakes, get one. It's not, he's not going, you don't have enough faith. Just do it. He wants your joy to be full. Follow me? If you're already worried about it, do it. So, now, do you have to do it? No, but who cares? You're, nothing changed. It's perfect blessing. Follow me? Does that help? So, Father, we thank you. We magnify you. Sorry I went so long again. I just get excited because the gospel is so stinking good. How oh, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. As we look at him, we're looking at us. He's the true us. So, Father, we thank you that they have supernatural healing already. They already have it. They have supernatural blessing. They are, they're not trying to get blessed. They already are blessed. It happened. They're in him. Everything he has is his. We can, when we pray in his name, it's as if it's just an assurance to, to remind ourselves that we carry his name. We're married to him. The guy who owns everything is now our possession. That's it. 
So, Father, we thank you for supernatural things as they start to get this truth just bubbling out of them, that when they wake up, they're blessed despite themselves. They're healed despite themselves. They're perfect despite themselves. They're restored in their relationships despite their bad people skills. They didn't have to read five languages. You love them perfectly. And once they get that, then they can love others. So we just thank you for that. Thank you for supernatural things that this is the greatest week they've ever had because we're in Christ. In Jesus' magnificent name we pray. Amen, amen, amen.